Hey, what's good, everyone? You're back on Citywide Blackout, your home for music, movies, and more. I'm your host, Max Bowen. And for this episode, we're taking a deep dive into the world of dance, something which I know nothing about. Luckily, my next guest is an expert. New York native Beastie was recently crowned winner of the Red Bull Dancer Style Competition in Boston. And this weekend, we'll be taking part in the national finals. We talk all about the Boston show, what happened there and what she did. We also look at her background, which includes training in Japan at Next Generation Dance Studio and what it took to build a career in this industry. And my next guest, well, she is the winner of the Red Bull Boston Qualifier. And just a couple weeks, we'll be heading over to Washington, D.C. to take part in the finals. Beastie joins me. Beastie, welcome to the show. It's so cool to, to have you here. Hi, guys. What's up? I hope everybody's doing well. I'm doing awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet. You know, like, you, know, um, this thing is a huge competition. People from, like, all over the country taking part in this. And you get to represent Boston. Yeah, I know. It's, it's amazing. You know, I'm from New York, New York, so it would be nice if I could have repped New York, New York. But hey, you know what it is? It's still part of New York, so I'm with it. <laughs> a win's a win. That's what, that's, uh, what I would right. say. Right. Yeah. It's better than repping another state, I would say. Exactly. Right. I, I, at least I could still rep New York. There you go. Let's talk about the qualifier. This was back in September, early in the month. What was it like being there and uh, how to feel to find out, hey, I'm going all the way to the finals? Well, I honestly didn't expect to do this. Uh, that week, I was going through a lot myself. Um, I had to shoot for the VMAs the day, like two days before. And then a lot of things happened with my family. And then they ended up not coming. So like a lot of things happened for me. And I was just very focused, super duper focused on myself. And I was able to do that because a lot of people couldn't make it. So I just kind of took that opportunity to just focus myself. And um, that actually worked out really well for me because I had I ended up having a lot of fun because that was that was something to look forward to for me in that week, um, especially because I had just been working, 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 working. Battling just felt like dancing to me, so it's just like party. Um, and then being that the audience is judging, I knew like, all right, cool, like I can really lay back a little bit because they're looking for fun. Like they're not looking for, they're not gonna really understand. Like if you try to go up to somebody and explain dance to somebody, they're gonna sit there and be like, right? Cause as a dancer, we have so much more to look at when we look at dance. So I know watching dance is the same way for them. So it was, it was pretty, it was pretty fun for me. I was just having fun. I was just remembering to have fun. <laughs> yeah. I love how you looked at this as just like a fun experience. Like I'm, I'm sure that for like a lot of the other folks there, there was probably a lot of pressure. Like, okay, I really want to win. I want to go to the finals. And you're like, whatever, just gonna have some fun, enjoy myself. Kind of, it kind of did go like that. And it's funny that you said that because um, on our way to the battle, they had a bus for us, and everybody had their stuff, and everybody had like a suitcase and a book bag, and like two book bags and a both duffel bag. And I'm sitting here, literally like t-shirts and a sweat and a book bag half filled like has my water bottle and a towel maybe <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like 
I feel like I'm not prepared. Like I, at that moment, I was like panicking a little bit because I was like, okay, maybe I didn't come too prepared for this. Because for me, when I battle, I don't, I normally battle like regular battles out here. So it's like, I'm just here to, to dance, you know? So <laughs> I didn't really, I didn't really think I had to prepare props and crazy things because I was there to dance and I knew I was there to dance. And I know if that's what I do, that's, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> exactly yeah well maybe this is like the new like approach like just you know go like casual just like whatever you're wearing don't like overthink it right 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 i mean that has just been an overall thing for me and i think it it takes off pressure for me because then i don't have to worry about my hair like i have my hair in a cornrows like in cornrows i didn't have to worry about it when i woke up i took off the regular that was it so it wasn't like I had to worry about everything. I made sure that I didn't have to do that before I left. Um, so yeah, I just kind of went as myself and I think that's what helped the most. Cause I just was like, all right, I'm gonna prepare how I prepare. And I didn't really look at anybody else cause clearly everybody was <laughs> wearing outfits and just ready to go. So um, I think it's good that I did that actually. I hope that I did the same for it in Washington. Definitely, definitely. Now, as someone who knows like next to nothing about like the dance world, what is battling? What uh, what's like involved with that? Okay, so normally when I battle, um, there are judges. So there are three to four, sometimes six, depending on how big the event is. But regular events normally have three judges. And those three judges are, depending on what the style of the battle is, um, say if it's a hip hop battle, those three judges are most likely known in that hip hop world, have probably created something that is now part of the hip hop world, um, hip hop dance world anyways. So like, they're just OG heads that are watching us. So they're looking for a technique, they have their own technique, they know what they wanna see, um they want to see how we use the music like everything they they look at everything so it kind of it kind of puts a lot of pressure on you um and then a lot of times if you know the judge you might may or may not get ahead just because of that um but yeah those judges judge us um but the tournaments are the same we still have the same setup it's the 16 people eight on one side eight on one side and then we tournament all the way to the top but though that, that would be normally decided by the three judges. And then also before we do the tournament, there's a prelim section where anybody can join. And so you try out. So we split the, depending on how many people join, they split the people up into like groups of 10 and each person gets to go 30 seconds for one round each, right? And then from there they pick, 16 people or eight and then that's how the tournament begins but that also just really depends on how big the event is the biggest one i've been to they started at 32 top 32 so that means like a good 300 or 500 people entered yeah wow. so battles are something that you really have to train for and you have to stand out in order to get far and that takes a lot. That takes so much. Because coming from 300 people, one, you already know the judges are getting tired. 
So they're ready to see something that's different. So if you're doing something, the same thing that other person did right before you, you're not going to get picked. <laughs> so you have to really be like, you have to watch. You have to watch. That's something that you have to do. That's something that my dad always taught me to do. So it's just like, pay attention, watch what everybody's doing because they're looking for something different. They're looking for you. They're looking for technique. They're looking for musicality, everything. So for this kind of thing, do you like prepare a routine or performance or is it more like on the fly based on kind of what you're seeing from everyone else? Um, most likely freestyle. I don't normally do choreo. Uh, I myself literally do not consider a choreographer because I just did not grow up doing that. For me, classes meant drills. I was doing steps, like one step drill, two step drill, three step drill, like that was it for me. And like, sometimes I would have a choreo class, but I hated that. That was like, it was like an elective class. <laughs> so I didn't feel like I needed to take it. I just felt like I wanted to dance. So I did that. Yeah. So if I do prepare choreography for myself, I tend to not be able to stick to it because I'm not used to training that way. Um, so yeah, setting a choreo and then also in that moment, I'm not gonna wanna do that because say if I don't go first in a battle and they do everything that I did not put in that choreography. Okay, so let's talk yeah. about uh, the qualifiers. Seeing what you were seeing from the other dancers, how did this kind of impact how what you were gonna do? So for Boston, I got lucky. And so they kind of did the blue and red thing. And the only time I had to go first was no, the only time I had to go second was the first round. So that was the only time I had to base it off of somebody else. Every other round, I had to go first. <laughs> All the other rounds after that, I had to go first. So I got to set the, the stage, which was cool, which is good, because then they have to base it off of what I did. Oh. Right. Right. So that's how it kind of, it's a conversation. And if you're not continuing the conversation, you don't say hi. And then you say bye, <laughs> like, it doesn't work like that, right? You have to say hi, how are you? Like, that's how a conversation goes. And that's exactly how dance goes. Sometimes if somebody goes, then you would expect them to use this, but then break it down into something else and like do something of your own, right? So that's how, that's how a battle would work in my mind. I get you, I get you. So looking ahead to the finals, how do you prepare for this where like like you said, you don't do a choreography. You don't do like like a plan ahead of time. You just kind of go into it and see what happens. So for me, yeah, I kind of just go into it. I normally like for practicing, I would say if I was practicing by myself, I would make a playlist of songs, fast, slow, up tempo, low tempo, like everything, just a mixture of songs from all genres, and I would just dance to it. Excellent. And then sometimes. Yeah, and then sometimes I record myself and I'll find like a clip of me like, oh, I really like this section. So I'll rewatch it and I'll probably like, you know, see what I could do more next time. Because me, for some reason, I have this tendency to not be able to do the same thing I did before. So <laughs> I'll watch it, but I will never be, I'll probably won't do that same exact set of moves. It will probably be a little different, but I'll reference it kind of. So it's kind of, I don't know. It's really interesting how it works in my head. I, I really don't know, but <laughs> um, that that's how I think about it. Yeah. Okay. Are you nervous? Oh, 
little bit. Yeah. But I, I think it's a good type of nervous, especially because this time I have more people coming with me. I'm just like, I have my team coming with me, so I'm excited. Um, and, you know, I just want to see how this goes because I literally don't know what to expect. Like, I've never seen this battle before. Um, and then they're talking about bringing wild cards and, like, craziness. So I don't know what's going to happen, literally. <laughs> Not a single clue. But I am excited and I'm willing to go up for that challenge. You seem like the kind of person who would thrive in the more like chaotic environment because like I said, hearing about how the qualifiers went, you just kind of went there. You didn't have any kind of prep. You just were like, whatever, I'll just go and see how it goes. Right. That That is definitely me. That is. <laughs> and I'm also like a last minute person. So I will really put myself together very last minute, but I'll do the very best that I can and everything will just come out. Mm-hmm. And like I will hold that moment till I absolutely need to, because I'm a last minute person. So <laughs> that, that's just how it goes for me. But for me, like even schoolwork, it was the same way. Doing things last minute, it always came out way better than if I would have kept it before. So Yep, right here. I did it all the time too. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Procrastination, it pays off. It's finest at its Exactly. It's 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 uh, when you're in that eleventh hour and freaking the hell out that your best ideas come out. Yup, yup. You just be like, and just type everything out and just do it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yup. Now this kind of event, um, looking at your career, you've certainly done a lot of really cool things. As you mentioned, you were at uh, the uh, at the uh, the VMAs that same week. Where does this stack up? Is this like a new like level for you in terms of competition or like the amount of people that you're going to be going up against? Definitely a step up for, I guess, like audience wise, but I've only done a battle this big once, one other time in France, which was cool. Um, so it's kind of like that again. And for that, I was definitely nervous. Um, I don't know if it was because it was in another country, but it definitely took the nervousness. Like I could not move. So <laughs> I hope that does not happen to me again. Um, but yeah, I think it does. It's definitely, a, it's always a step up. I always think of this as a level up. Um, people always tell me like, you're doing really great. Like, and we keep seeing you doing greater things. So. I know that I'm doing good and I know that I can keep going. So I'm going to keep going till I can't anymore. <laughs> Fair enough. I like that. I like that. Now, uh, reading about your background, I saw that you trained in Japan with the uh, the New Generation Dance Studio. How did, how did that come about? Because it seems like, oh, there you go. You're rocking the shirt. I like that. But how did all that like uh, uh, come about? So my parents are both dancers. They met in New York. My mom is Japanese. Um, my dad is African-American, but um, they moved to Japan and they built a studio, Next Generation Studios. And that's where I learned how to dance. Um, my dad is my dad is still currently a dancer and he's like one, he's a battler. So that's how I became, like I wanted to be a battler. So that's kind of how that came about. Um, yeah, my dad was, he's a house dancer, but he strictly does house and well, not strictly, 
but he competes mostly in-house. I haven't seen him compete in hip-hop in a while, but <laughs> um, he trained me physically like every day um, in the studio. That's just where I learned how to do ballet, modern, you know, hip-hop house, whacking, locking, popping, breaking. <laughs> have, you, have you ever battled your dad? No, but that would be, that would be interesting. <laughs> That would be interesting because I get that I dance like him a lot. So I think watching it, it's going to be like, <laughs> like I'm watching two sleepovers. Like it's going to be crazy. I think I would be very interested in that. Man. Yeah. I think the big difference maker would be like, who goes first? If you get to go first, your dads, you don't get the edge. If you go first, the opposite. That's definitely going to be the hardest because if he goes first, he's going to throw everything at me. He's going to throw everything at me and I'm not going to be able to do anything that he did. Because <laughs> he knows what I can't do and what I can't do. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Because every knowledge that I have is his. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. Now, how did you get into dance? Did your parents ever... I, I guess I'm wondering, did your, did your parents kind of at all sort of nudge you in that direction? Or was it more like you want to do it? And then they said, okay, here we go. It was kind of both. Mm -hmm. But it definitely started with a nudge, I feel like. Because a lot of times I didn't even want to be at the studio. But that was just me being a kid. As I got older, though, I appreciated the fact that I did that. So I think that's a good thing. Because if anything, if I hated dance, I would still be like, I don't know why I wasted my time doing that. Right. So it's like, I think because they kept supporting me and kept, you know, be like, oh, you're good at it. I kept going, right? <laughs> which is good. Yeah. Okay. Now you've been doing this since you were like fairly young. Um, how were you at first when it came to like battling or doing on performances? Not the one. Oh. One. <laughs> Definitely not the one. It took me a while. Although, like, my dad is, like, a dancer, like, I, two left feet, like, could not dance. Wow. Yeah, it saved my life. <laughs> <laughs> what kept you going, though? I mean, I think once I moved here, I was like, wow, I really have dance. Like, I just have dance, and I've been just focused on dance. So I was like, I'm going to keep going. I'm just going to keep going and see where it goes. It's not like I'm not getting better. I am trying my hardest. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to just see where it goes. And it, it actually took me far. So I'm glad I kept going. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You definitely achieved a lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> what would you say has been sort of your like biggest thing so far? My biggest thing so far? Um, probably being able to bring New York City dancers together and putting a show together. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I worked with New York City pop-ups. And they basically bring dancers and they let us create shows around New York City, which was really cool because then we got to, I created like a flash mob kind of vibe show. And I also got to do a block party, which was really cool. So, and for that, I got to bring all my dancers. They all got paid and they all got to do what they wanted to do. And we had each each group had 25 minute blocks and we did that for the whole day. So it was, it was really cool to be able to do that and represent what I love to do to the city that I love. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just fire. It was so fire to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
Tell me about the New York like battling scene, though. I've only been to like New York City a few times, so not too familiar with the city. But what goes on there? So depending on which type of battle you go to, it's always a different vibe. You go to a dance hall battle, you'll hear a lot of blah, 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 and then in a in a lifey battle, you'll hear no music. So it's really like really different vibes that go on, but it's so many battles. And then at the at the voguing battles, it's and it's just very different super duper different vibes um a lot of battles kind of just happen because dancers want to throw battles so they'll for example a lot of times for lifey battles they'll just put battles together because they want to see one between these two dancers so they'll put it together um for that to happen you know you have to be recognized in that community um, for people to put you down. But a lot of times people will come to me and be like, oh, this person's looking for battlers. This person's looking for battlers. And I'll just put myself down as a battler. Yeah. Um, but same, um, a lot of times they do not do tournaments though. They don't do tournaments. They just kind of do just matchup battles. Sometimes there's a judge and then sometimes there isn't. It's just a battle. A lot of the times it's just a battle and like it's all out of love. Like, we just wanted to see this battle and we came together point blank period, which is awesome because that's that's how you know people aren't always competing and think dance is more than just a competition, which is great, <laughs> you know, because for me, I don't see that as a sport. I don't see dance as a sport because I see it more as like an, an internal thing where I connect my emotions to what I want to show you guys, like my through my movement. So that takes a lot, that takes a lot for a person to do. It's not easy to open up in front of people you don't know, never danced in front of. So for people to be able to actually put two people together in a battle and everybody come together and support that, amazing. Hmm. Never really thought of dance that way though. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely go through a lot with dance, um, especially because I've been doing it for so long and it's just carried me a long way through life. So that's one thing that's always been there for me. So, Okay. Now, you mentioned um, doing a battle in France. Have you ever had a chance to go to like other countries to take part in these competitions? So France is the only place I've been so far. Um I was gonna go back to Europe after that, but then quarantine happened. So, you know, it's kind of it's kind of lacking right now because not, you can't really even go anywhere to do anything. So, <laughs> um, no, not yet. Um, although this probably would have been my thriving moment um, because I am on a roll right now, I feel like. Um, and I was, I was ready to go back to France and do what I wanted to do. So I think that just kind of threw me back a little bit, but. I'm excited to keep on going. Um, there was a battle that I really wanted to go in France. It was called Just Debut, but they that that event ended in 2020. So something I trained for isn't happening anymore. But I'm ready to represent somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> I get you. I get you. Have you ever have you ever had a chance to go against someone that you sort of saw as a big like inspiration to you, or someone that you were like really proud to be battling? many 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 times and a lot of times right before that battle I always doubted myself like I'm never gonna win against you and I won like I've 
fully won battles. So you can really, you really never know what a person is going to do in a battle till they're there. And like, it's all about if you're in that zone or you're not. And it will really change a lot. Like it'll change a lot of things about what's going to happen in that circle. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about times that you didn't win because I, because I imagine that's probably a really tough thing to go through, especially early on in your career. Um, right. When it came to losing, how did you sort of get over that to say, okay, I lost, we move on to the, to the next thing? Um, well, at first, you know, it's always hard. You kind of cry a little bit, but I think you start to realize like crying about it isn't the way to go about it because what's crying going to do? One, <laughs> two, like take, take that anger and put it out there. So if you're angry about this and you know you want it more, go for it because you have it you just didn't have it today like and it's always another there's always another time there's always another chance that you can go out you know that time you better go out and prove it you know what i'm saying exactly yeah Yeah. i want to look at your different styles because like reading about you and as you mentioned before you have a lot of of of, of, uh, different styles that you can do how do you combine this though when it comes to the battles I honestly don't know when I first started doing that. That was just kind of a thing that I started doing. And then people were like, wow, you can actually combine styles. And like, I didn't think of it as anything because that's just what I did. And then for me, like, as I, I didn't always know a lot about each style. So as if I wanted to do hip hop, I'd be like, all right, I did what I knew. And then I move on to what I, what I like the next style. So I don't know how that came about. I kind of just started doing that. I don't, I don't really know how that came about. I really don't. Hmm. <laughs> I haven't thought about that. I'll track that down. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, huh, that's, I have no idea actually. Yeah, I really don't. That Nobody's ever asked me that question. Well, I'm glad to be the one to, you know, check that one off. Right. <laughs> now, we talked earlier about how you just sort of go into these battles. You don't really like to spend a lot of time prepping and think about, okay, what am I going to do? How am I going to do it? But when the music hits, how do you react? Like, how do you think about, like, of all the different things I'm going to do, I'm going to do this thing? Um, I kind of just groove it out. I really just groove it yeah. out. And I, um, a lot of times, like, in the beginning of my round, you'll see me just kind of look down and just... Or just jump into it just jump into it whatever i'm feeling depends on the tempo of the song too like but most of the time i'm just listening to the music and i'm just grooving and i'm like all right i feel comfortable i'm just gonna step in whatever i feel like really how it goes (laughs) cool cool now you mentioned earlier about how you know uh covid put a stop to a lot of these things a lot of competitions events not happening now that they're kind of back like how does it feel to be back on stage in front of people um, it definitely felt awkward at first, um, but thankfully before Boston, I had a couple of performances that I got to do. So I felt like, you know, I was gaining back my confidence and being able to perform in front of people, um, which was good. I think that was the practice that I needed the most, which helped, um, especially because the audience is judging. So, yeah. Okay. Now, is dance like a full-time career for you at this point? Yes. I I eat, I live off of it. I have my own apartment, living in New York City, just dancing. That's so cool. <laughs> the best feeling ever. And you know, it's just like, it's crazy to be doing this 
at such a young age too. And then especially being that like dance was like nominated one of like the, the what's it called? Um, demanding jobs, most demanded jobs, most demanding jobs because you really have to do what the customer says. Like it really, that's what it really is. If you can't do that, you kind of do lose a lot of people. Um, so yeah, it's really cool that I'm actually succeeding in this and like maintaining and and going on, going through with it. It's really cool. Um, and I, I thank my parents for that the most because they did it um, and I watched them do it. So that's what inspired me to do it. How long did it take though before you got to the point where this was like, okay, yeah, this is my full-time career. This is what I, you know, do for a living basically. It wasn't until recent. Um, I got, so I got my moved officially out of my parents' house in March. So that's when, that's when I moved out here, but I wasn't fully a dancer. So it took me like three months after that. So like June-ish, that's when I fully quit my full-time job and went to dance with an apartment. <laughs> and yeah, I just kind of jumped into it, but it felt like the right moment to do it. I didn't do it till like a job offer was given to me. And I was like, all right, I'm going to take this and I'm just going to go. And that's what I did. And ever since then, I've been just given, 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 given. And it's just crazy how, how, how grateful, like I can't even right now, like put into words some of the things that's happened. It's crazy. Oh, bet. Were you kind of fearful at all? Because like, you know, you're quitting this thing, which is, you know, somewhat secure to go into a world that probably is less so. It definitely was. It was definitely fear, but I also made sure like, okay, if you quit, you're still stable, right? Like, yes, most definitely. <laughs> I made sure I was stable before I did that because with the dance world, like a lot of things could go wrong. A lot of things are given to you very last minute. So you have to have an open schedule or you won't be given the job. Like it's, that's how it is. And that's, that's really crazy because you never know when you could get paid or when you could not get paid. So that's the reality of it. But I'm a very professional person when it comes to dancing. So if you're going to work with me, I make sure that things are like, 100% set and like no jokes like played out <laughs> no games played at all <laughs> nice nice all right now uh i watched a couple of the of the uh, the dance videos you posted to your instagram and also uh, to youtube and one of the things i one of the things i got watching this is that you seem very very comfortable you seem you're not like you're really working you're just kind of doing this thing it's just kind of like in your blood How'd you get to like that point where this just became something you just do as opposed to think about a lot? I think one of the biggest things for me was teaching. Um, I've been teaching for a very long time. I started teaching when I was like eight or something. Um, my dad was just like, so he did like a whole warm up for class and then was like, okay, Thomas going to teach today. And I was like, um, and that was like the first time I taught. But after that, you know, I just kept going. He kept making me assist, going to classes. And, like, I think once you kind of catch the hang of it, you start to realize, okay, I can do this. I can't do that. Like, you can tell what a customer wants and what a customer doesn't. Like, after you do things for a long period of time, you start to catch a hold of things. It's super easy when, it, when you do it for a long time, you know? So I think that's, yeah, definitely teaching from a young age helped me 
And then just being in the studio, performing from a very young age, being in front of huge crowds is five. Like that's something that I've been doing for a while now. So it's just something that I have to be comfortable with. Cause if not, it's like, girl, like, are you serious about what you're doing? Like, what are you doing right now? Cause you taking a lot of time out of your life right now to do something that you're not really serious about. Doesn't really add up to me. Right. So if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it hundred percent. Although I will, you know, procrastinate sometimes, but I will still get to it. <laughs> you know, I'm still human. So I'm going to, you know, want to like just take a nap for a second, but I'll get back to it. I always get back. to it. As long as you get it done. That's what counts. You know, the, the when exactly right. doesn't matter. Right. Any particular lessons that you find are pretty central that you sort of pass along to the uh, the students you work with? I always tell them to be themselves. Um, I feel like when, when people learn choreographies and they always feel like they have to look like the choreographer. And that's not necessarily the case. I feel like if I'm teaching you dance, I want you to take it and make it your own. I don't want to see you do what I did because I seen it already. I just did it, right? So I wanna see you take that and make something up. And when I say that to people, they genuinely think so hard and they come up with the most craziest things, but it looks so good. It looks so good. And I, I honestly, like, that's how you open people's minds up. Like, you have to think outside the box. You can't always just wanna look like somebody. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, nobody's gonna really wanna see that again. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, like, don't try and be the best, you know, this person. Try and be the best right. you. Right, right, right. I definitely try to push that the most. Um, I think that's that what that's what kind of gets them motivated more somehow. Um, so yeah, I definitely tell them a lot. I tell them that a lot. Okay. So what is next for you aside from the Red Bull competition? I asked myself that. There's two months left in this year and I'm just like, maybe I could just take a step back and just recoup everything that I did. Um, I'm kind of at that point where I'm ready to reset for a new year because I've already done so much this year. Um, But I am willing to, you know, make BC something bigger than what it is right now. I want it to be, you know, LLC designed company. I want to start making my own name for myself and, you know, start really pushing because I think this was a start. Like a lot of people were really like, oh, who's Beastie? Like, <laughs> and I caught a lot of people's attention. So that's a good thing. And I think I should keep going with that because that was a start. Like that was a great start. That was an awesome start. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. Well, BC, uh, thanks for joining me. I really appreciate talking to you about your dance career. And for the folks at home, you catch her at the Red Bull Dance Your Style National Finals happening in Washington, D.C., October 22nd through the 23rd. Before we go, where do folks go to learn more about you and check out your work? Definitely check out my Instagram. My Instagram is B-E-A-S-T-Y-Y-Y dot underscore underscore. Don't get that wrong. It's BC, but you know... You can follow me there. Um, you can, if you hit me up there, I'll definitely send you out more information about my classes. I'm always open on DMs to do that. So definitely do that for me. And I hope to see you guys there in Washington because it's going to be lit. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, definitely, definitely. Well, thanks again, Beastie. Appreciate this, and I'm sure we'll be uh, talking again soon. Yes, thank you for having me. Hey, what's up? This your girl Molly McCoy, and you're listening to Citywide Blackout, your home for the best in music, movies, and a whole lot more. And that brings this episode to a close. Big thanks to Beastie for joining me. And don't forget to follow her Instagram to catch all the videos, photos, and a whole lot more. You can follow the show on Facebook under Citywide Blackout and Twitter and Instagram under Citywide Max. Get at me at citywidemax at yahoo.com and catch the show wherever you check out podcasts, as well as every Saturday at 10 p.m. on Boston Free Radio. As always, keep those ears open.